Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex Show. My name is Bobo, and I am your resident optimistic nihilist. Reminding you every day of your mortality and the urgency to get your titty sucked before the apocalypse <laughs> swallows us whole. And I'm with the beautiful flex. I'm only here to encourage you to critically think and to facilitate your own nut and to stop being a dumb bitch full time. Love it. In summary, we're here to facilitate our own nuts. We're here to get our titty sucked and we're here to seek out pleasure and growth with our chests. Situationships. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking about defining your relationship, the clownery that comes with the refusal to be vulnerable, and how to transition from that flirtatious courting side of dating to actually being in a relationship. We got a question that I really like. Um, I'm going to read it out, and we're going to discuss it. So the question is, I'm a 32-year-old navigating dating as a single mother. I really do identify as a relationship girl. How do you know when it's time to walk away from a relationship versus when you're self-sabotaging and trying to protect yourself because you're scared of getting hurt? Hmm. I mean, the first way I'd navigate it is if I told my friends and family about this person, mm. would they support my decision to bounce? Number two, Ooh. am I attaching myself to this person out of fear of being alone or like the fake fantasy that is a stable relationship? Yes. And number three, if I'm questioning it, don't I already know the answer? Ooh. Because like, if you're self-sabotaging because you're, you're trying to protect yourself and you're scared of getting hurt, that's your reality. So like even if later on in this even if you stay in this relationship and he doesn't hurt you but eventually he does something indirect that does then you'd be like oh my god i knew it i should have left five months ago because he hurt me yeah so it's almost like it's not even about it's not even contingent on his behavior it's now about your perception on on the relationship how he behaves should like it's what we said before it's almost like you should already know how you plan to walk through that relationship and how that person behaves shouldn't be contingent on whether you stay or go. Mm. You have to know what your standards are. So if there's something already like throwing you off, then bounce. But if it's just, if you can acknowledge just your anxieties flaring up, then that's okay. Yeah. And then you can communicate those anxieties. And then that person knows that they have to work a little bit harder to validate you or to mitigate um, any stress or stress or tension that might come up. What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, similar to what you said, I think it's good to ask yourself, why am I staying? And not just why should I leave? Because those are two very different questions. Very different questions. Very different questions. And I also think, I I feel like I say this in every episode, but it's really crucial to identify when you're being triggered versus when someone is making you angry or when someone is causing you pain 
that requires a level of self-awareness that takes some time. So if you're in a situation where you can't figure out whether the relationship is painful because of your insecurities or because of someone else's actions, the way to figure that out is to figure that out is introspection and also like therapy, but also getting third-party perspectives. I think a lot of people are scared to talk about their relationships with their friends because especially when you're in like a toxic situation, you become your or even in like an abusive situation, you become your abuser's PR person. You really start protecting. <laughs> you protect them at all costs. And you do that. <laughs> I feel like I've been in toxic situations where I found myself protecting that person's toxicity because I felt like I didn't want to expose my dumb bitchery. Like if I were but to also- really let people know that I'm allowing myself to stay in a toxic space that they would know i'm a dumb bitch but also it would mean that (laughs) acknowledging other people acknowledging what i already know threatens the very fabric of my relationship if other people's opinions will threaten the reality or existence of your relationship it's because it's toxic so you should probably leave but I also understand the hesitation of telling your friends if you're at risk of their toxic relationship ideals. Yeah, in true. Yours. You know what I mean? There's also that. That is true. I'm actually not really someone who advocates for telling other people all about your relationship problems. I think you should only really do that once you've already communicated with your partner. Like if you've tried to salvage it with your partner and you still can't figure it out, then I would go to... But don't go to, like, your friend who's always in a toxic relationship with a bum bitch. Like, go to your more <laughs> rational friends. Go to the Bobo and Flex Facebook group because everyone in Honestly. there is a fucking genius. Um, yeah. I would say to sum up my feelings on this question, so the end question was how do you know when to walk away from a relationship versus when you're self-sabotaging and trying to protect yourself. You probably don't until the time comes. Yeah, ooh. I, you don't know what you don't know. And often, well, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And when you know, you know. So in this <laughs> instance, it's not about That's really philosophical. plan in ideas. Isn't it? Less one more time. You don't know what you don't know. And when you know, you know. I love that. It's not up to us to plant ideas about what is a good relationship, what's worth saying, when is it time to leave. Your threshold is personal. Yeah. It is singular. And once your trigger has been triggered, you'll bounce. Yeah. And up until that point, it's gray area because you just don't know yet. So live it out. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's real. I would love for it to be a little bit more complicated with like a six step strategy and whatever, but I, it's, it's not going to happen that way. Yeah, Sorry. but I, I do find that oftentimes when people are going around asking everyone for an opinion on their relationship, it's because they're scared to face what they already know. Like, you go and you ask Ooh. a million people, should I stay, should I leave, should I... And it's because deep down you know that you should leave, but you're just hoping that yeah. someone will tell you that you should stay. And you go and you ask millions and millions of people instead of just facing your reality. I just really think that a lot of times... Women, we, we are very intuitive. We know when something serves us and when it doesn't. We know when something is toxic. But it's just hard for us to face reality because we're so attached to scarcity. We're so attached to the idea that there's not enough. And so we settle for just shitty things. I feel that. 
And also, you know, like, if you are in the actual relationship, like, I've been the type of person to ask my friends whether or not to break up with my partner. I was like, am I really just being a harsh bitch or is this not worth my time? Yeah. And the results were always divided, but it might be naive to think that people who aren't in your relationship dynamic know more about it than you do. Yeah. So you might have to just look within a little bit more to figure out where, like, what's your breaking points you know what are your blind spots of the situation what are your breaking points and then figure it out from there yeah being done with that question though because it's one of those things where i don't know we could have a thousand answers for that and i just don't think we're gonna have one that serves you best honestly so let's talk about transitioning a casual relationship a situationship by choice to a (laughs) full-blown exclusive relationship let's talk about it Question number one for Bobo. Yes. This person wanted to know, how do you even know when you want something casual or relationship? Oh. If the shoe, it, almost like if the shoe, if, it, if, if, what is it, if it's not broke, don't fix it type energy. Yeah. Like if things are oh. really chill, why do I have to, you know, make it a thing? Like, should I know? Is there like a point in which I need to like lock this bitch down or... Well, honestly, you don't. I think, like, it's important to remember that romance is a social construct. And I do believe that for some people, they would never be in relationships if they had never heard of such a thing. Like, if they never even knew that romance existed, they probably would never be in relationships. So I think if you're even asking that question, then you're probably fine. It's probably fine the way it is. I think the reason that um, labeling something can be helpful is just for clarity and longevity. So I think Mm -hmm. my boyfriend and I have talked about like marriage and mostly like as an intellectual and like hypothetical situation. And one thing that I always say is like, what would be the difference between us now versus if we got married next week? And honestly, there really wouldn't be a difference except that now, like, the government is involved in our relationship. I think you just have to question, like, do I want to be in a relationship because it's actually going to change something? Will it add more clarity? Like, why? Like, what is it that's missing from what you have right now that you think a label will provide you with? If that's nothing, then stay with wherever you are right now. If you need more clarity, if you need more guidelines, if you need exclusivity, whatever it is that you think a relationship will give you, then just do that. I guess my answer is it depends on what you think a label will provide for you. And it depends on what you don't already have in your relationship. What do you think? Do you know what this reminds me of? Mm. Every time I hear somebody over the age of 50 Mm. tell me that when they were teenagers or adolescents or young adults, teenager is an adolescent, um, (laughs) but when they were at that age and they were organizing to meet or hang out or go for dinner, you set a time and had to assume that the person would be there when you said they'd be there. And if they weren't there, then you just had to deal with it. It's that lack of clarity, that like lack of security that freaks me out. And I can imagine that's why these like these fine, undefined situations are cool for a little bit. But how long can that be a desirable space to be in? If every time you went out to try and meet this friend for dinner and every second time they just weren't there. 
nothing's really wrong with your relationship, but having security of maybe a phone or a way to contact them would be a more beneficial state to be in. Yeah. So in this instance, if you don't, if you're completely comfortable with the dynamic, then there is no pressure or stress to label it or turn it into something. But I know personally, there's a certain part of, part of myself there's like a threshold in which i stop giving when i know this relationship isn't going to progress yeah you know i know personally that i can't be giving you everyday husband energy when tomorrow you could tell me that you know you've fallen in love and you're moving to italy and then in the the week after you've gotten a great job and you're going to move to perth and i'm not coming with you like this inconsistency isn't for me yeah so at least it, it almost gives you when you do define it gives you permissions to access that person's life in a way you haven't before right but if you don't need or require that then leave them be yeah you know i agree that's with chill. that i mean it it goes back to the question when do you ask the what are we question like at what point do you yeah. bring that up i mean for me personally i i like clarity I got very bored of like playing games and being guarded. So when I entered this relationship, we were like two weeks into talking and I was like, you know what, like I'm actually really into you. So are we doing this? Yes or no? Like, are we going to do this? Yes. Love Why you. do you sound like that rapper you dated? What is this? Huh? <laughs> you sound like that rapper from LA that you dated. Honestly. Like, let's just do this. You know, let's just say do this. What no, as this? by this I mean let's be in a relationship. Like I'm clearly oh. into Yeah. As in like we okay. were two weeks into talking and I was like, I'm into you. I clocked that you are into me. Can you confirm yes or no? Okay, yes you are. Let let's do this then. As in like let's be in a relationship. And then we were Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because when I knew I knew Had you slept and I together communicated. at this point? No. I was also so just a quick context. We met in September. Didn't think anything was going to happen. Um, a friend of mine clocked that like we would be a really great couple. So she tried to hook us up for months. I didn't clock that that's what she was trying to do. Fast forward to November. She hosts this like Thanksgiving Friendsgiving thing at her house. And she invites both of us and basically has us in conversation the entire night that's when I realized, like, oh, he's actually pretty cool. The next week, I left for South Africa for, like, a month and a half. So we started talking while I was in South Africa. Two weeks into us talking, I was like, I fuck with you heavy. I know that you fuck with me. Are we going to do this, yes or no? Like, are we going to date? Yes. Incredible. And then when I got back to New York, which was a month later, we went on our first date. And it was like a week, not even a week. Yeah, it was like a month after that we had sex for the first time. So that was the progression of our relationship. The whole way, it was just me being clear about what I want, asking him if he wants it too, and then going from there. Because I'm not, I'm not into games. I'm not into, I'm not into vagueness. I'm not into like, oh, but I'm scared of being rejected. So like... I don't know. Should I tell him? Should I not? I'm dead. And Well, how do you feel? I've got a lot of feelings. My diarrhea is flaring up at the moment, so that's one <laughs> oh feeling. <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Did I evoke that with the story? <laughs> You're going to hear like the sp- me on the toilet. You- splat, splat, splat. <laughs> Literally. Uh, okay. I'm not opposed to it, but... Yeah. 
Mm. Um, I see how that can work for you. I don't see how that can work for a lot of other people. And also, I would actually die if somebody said, are we doing this to me? Because when I've been, when somebody's asked me to be their girlfriend, it is, do you want to be my girlfriend? I would never allow someone to say, are we doing this, this vague? Like, it's the equivalent of, are we hanging? You tried it. No, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to now tell you the entire one hour conversation we had about how, where are we going with this relationship? Well, it'd be helpful. <laughs> okay, I understand. So, <laughs> okay, so this was, this is the conversation, this is a phone conversation also. Okay. It was, I am into you, how do you feel about me? He says that he's into me. We now talk about what are your thoughts on a relationship? Like, where are you in your life right now? I know that you ha- you've mentioned that you have an ex. You guys broke up a while ago. It was really messy. Where is your head right now in terms of relationship? I just broke up with an ex like five minutes ago. So this is where I'm at in terms of relationship. It was a very long conversation, essentially talking about where we are where we'd like to go and what that means. But in this instance, why didn't you just stay in your situationship? How come it was due for a progression, especially because you weren't in the same country or place? Because I knew I wanted him. I knew I was into him. I just knew what I want, so I asked for it, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So let's say, how'd you have expressed that you yeah. wanted to be in a relationship with him? And he was like, I am into you, but I just don't know if I want to be in a relationship. Yeah, I don't know you that well. So let me wait what would have happened i think in that case then yeah we wait like okay let's give it let's give it another month because he's in that case someone isn't saying i'm not into you they're just saying i don't know you enough to make a final decision you know mm. on like what i'd like our relationship to be and that's fair like some people need more time some people need need less time that's completely fair and so if he would have said i need more time to know if i want to be with you that would have been fine. Like, we can continue in the space of a flirtationship and then I'll come back or he can come back. Like, once, once I'm back in New York, we're back in the same space. We can reconvene and we can take it from there. But it's not going to be in this vague flirtationship forever. Like, mm-hmm. once I know what I want, I need to communicate that to you and so that I can know what you want in relation to me. And then we figure out what we want to do together. You know? Mm-hmm. I and, understand. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm thinking about, in my experience, I, I, I feel like, in my experience, I've the stage I want to be in a relationship before the be my girlfriend thing happens is I need to understand what this looks like before that transition happens. So if we've only, like, hung out and you haven't seen me, like, first thing in the morning, we haven't you know, had a serious argument or we haven't like, Mm. you know, gone grocery shopping or you haven't met a friend. Like certain things need to kind of happen before I know this transition is realistic because I don't want to be blindsided by like, I I don't want it to feel like, oh, we've literally stepped into a new space of being. You're my boyfriend. Quick, how do I act? I want it to be a flow and the discussion confirms what we're already feeling. So in my experience, when somebody said to me verbatim, will you be my girlfriend? I already knew it was coming. Like, I would have asked the day before, the day after. It was just the natural progression of that experience. But I would find it very difficult to ask somebody. Like, there would be no pressure because it's just expected. But 
for the rest of the world who doesn't live the, their life in the way we do, if I'm in a flirtationship, a situationship, yeah? Yeah. We see each other twice a week, you know, in the daytime, in the nighttime. He keeps talking about the future. He wants to plan a holiday. It's super cute, whatever. I'm into it, but I'm also like, wow, we're really talking future oriented, but we haven't locked in any specifics about our relationship. I want to bring it up. In my head, the most clear conclusion is to say, hey, I just want to clarify that we're on the same page. I would like you to be my boyfriend. What do you think? That's how I would do it. Yeah, I think that's literally the exact same thing that I just did right now. But what, yeah, yeah. what but you're then, saying that you don't think it's sustainable for, for everyone. Why is that? Yeah, because because you were overseas for... And you wouldn't be back in New York for like however many weeks. And you're still in the early stages of your relationship. So I would yeah. just presume that you would just kind of keep bubbling on with conversation. And allude to like, I like you. I like spending time with you. But then have more in real life meetings to confirm that it's foundationally oh, see. a relationship. And not just like, you know, that immediate lust. Because I know for me, like I said before, I'm quite obsessive in the early stages. So I'll be like, here's my husband date one. But for me, I'm kind of like, let me really feel what it's like to be in your presence for more than a couple hours a week. Like, I want to understand how are you when you're annoyed? How are you when you're sad? How are you? I need context. I don't want to date you and be like, oh my goodness, he's actually a menace when he's sad. Oh my God, he cries every second day. I had no idea. (laughs) Um, Well, that's fair. Yeah. What do you think about people? Because with this defining the relationship, I don't think there's any easy way to do it aside from saying, asking somebody, will you be my partner? Telling them that you want to be their partner. Or that's it. I don't really, I don't really see. Because personally, if you're defining the relationship, that means you're not interested in letting it just evolve naturally. And then, you know, you overhear them calling you your partner. And then all of a sudden, like you're in a relationship, you kind of want to know. What do you think about yeah. virtually confirming milestones? Like virtually saying, I like you. Virtually saying, I want to be your girlfriend. Virtually saying, will you be my partner? Do you think those yeah. are as valid as in real life discussions? Or would you save the defining for physical in real life situations? I think they're valid. I think, so here's what I think also about defining situations and relationships i don't think you defining a relationship should change the relationship i think you defining a relationship Mm. should confirm the change that's already happening so amen yeah so at the time where i'm calling my boyfriend and i'm on another continent and he's on another continent and i'm letting him know how i feel it's not because i'd like us to change our relationship it's because i can already feel the relationship is changing i feel that i've now developed feelings i feel that he's developed feelings for me this causes a change in our relationship so i would now like to label it i would now like clarity on what we're doing Mm. not because i want us to level up but because we have leveled up and i'd like clarity and to know that this isn't just happening in my head that this is actually an experience that's happening to us mutually and simultaneously so i wouldn't use like defining situations as a way to manipulate other people or a way to manipulate or change the situation it's merely just confirmation of what what already is If you're unsure of what your relationship is, I don't think that's the space for you to be labeling it. I think that's the space for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so diplomatic. She said, "Um, I don't really think that's the space to be. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true, though. (laughs) 
You know what I yeah. mean? If you're unsure and you're in a situationship, I don't think that's the time for you to be like, hey, can you be my boyfriend? I think that's mm-hmm. the time for you to ask the person, how do you feel about me? Because this is how I feel about you. And from there, you can continue on, see where it goes, and the labels can come after. Yeah, I completely agree in that yeah. instance. I f- the what are we shouldn't give you more clarity on just your interaction as a couple like you because i i do i can't imagine a lot of situations you know it could be two people and like they're hanging out and she's like i don't even know what we are like sometimes i feel weird to like you know text him because he might not reply and whatever like nah you just don't have a really good foundation of a romantic relationship yet and that that's a separate conversation to defining it so uh, Mm. you know if you're in if if you haven't i personally don't know how you can get past like a couple dates without verbalizing that you like the person you like their yeah. company you're interested in hanging out I, I don't really see how you get to months of talking and you haven't both said that I'm into you like I like you Honestly. if you're still struggling to communicate that then defining the relationship is not your portion Yeah, you're there not is no relationship yet. just yet <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> and it's not a bad thing but I also feel and we said it in the last um, episode of this series but you know communicating your standards and setting your intention the person that you're with should have a pretty good understanding of what you you're after like if yes. if you're after a relationship of some sort cuz i think there's a difference between saying i'm after a relationship and i want a relationship with you i'm still trying to figure that out i don't know you yet mm. so yes why hypothetically i want a relationship i'm still testing the waters and to allow somebody to test the waters and then check in and be like hey you know that relationship you wanted is it something that you can see with me or am I just entertaining you while you entertain her? Because that shit right. happens all the time. Yeah. I've done that to people all the time. Like, this is entertaining while husband is, like, marinating. You're backburning. That's fine. Yeah. But it's important that this lack of clarity doesn't stem from the fact that you don't communicate that you're interested at all. That's insane. Don't do that to yourself. It's not worth it. But also, so, do you feel like this lack of clarity is a red flag? Because honestly, yeah, like if I've gone I on do. three dates with some, if I've gone on three dates with you and I'm still unclear about what we are, something is wrong. Like <laughs> by date two minimum, I by should know two, that this you should have said, in. "I like you, I like you back." Yes, like, in, honestly, in, in any words, it should be clear that you're both in it with intention. And I feel as though when I was in my early twenties. I used to use weird things as metrics of success in relationships. Like, yes. oh my God, he's like texted me first thing in the morning. This must mean this. Oh my God, he wants to hang out on a weekday. This must mean this. Oh my goodness, he's sleeping after we have sex. This must mean this. All those things are inconsequential if you haven't had a discussion and confirmed your suspicions are true. Yeah. So, yeah. Because as that's said, it's a it, suspicion. Yeah, yeah, it's a suspicion. It's a theory, you know? So as Bobo said... If you are unsure foundationally what it is you're doing with this person, let it not let, let it not be known that you've just had a pen pal for six months when you thought you had a husband. Honestly, I pray that's not your portion. I pray be that is not your life. <laughs> it would be absolutely terrible. Honestly. And honestly, as I said, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I don't think it's a bad thing to have important conversations over text or over phone if that gives you the security to do that with your chest yeah you know like i feel like it is a lot of pressure to be sitting in front of someone watching their face as you tell them for the first time that you like them and then they have to lie to your face back because they want to hurt your feelings <laughs> i think there's like there's 
you are allowed to give someone some virtual yes, space to call process someone you. And then when you have that confirmation, then when you meet in person, they pick up where you left off. It's cute. Exactly. It is. I, I also, I'm with that as well. I'm not for like the formalities. For me, no. like once I know what I want, like I, I know what I want. So I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to communicate it. And that's, that's that on that. Yeah, it feels like relationship progression should be a smooth diagonal increase, not steps up, left, up, left, up, left, yes. up, left. Because that's bizarre. Like, what's, what is jarring this? Like, I personally, I feel... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So when you're in sync, shit flows. It yeah. moves. It ebbs. It's fluid. It's malleable. It's not these this rigid like confirmation of like yep we like each other next step cool Honestly. we're gonna sleep together cool next step we're gonna do this let it flow as it needs to Naturally, flow and it might be a slow burn and then like you know you fuck and then you move in or it might be you know it might be a fast you know you fuck and then it's a slow burn and then you like yeah. talk for a little bit and then you hang out in the day and then you do this. and honestly but- there's no formula like i have a friend who is fully married like in a happy married relationship and they met as a one night stand like they started Amen. as a one night stand and now they're married like there's no formula this shit for this shit and this shit also really on that same topic it's i feel like it might be a little bit naive to start measuring your relationship progress to formulas i've been in, in situations where within one month of knowing someone I was their girlfriend and then sleeping with someone on and off for four years. I didn't even know what they did for work. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just let things, let things benchmark the progression of the relationship by literally how it feels and what you know to be true. Yes. And if you don't know things to be true, you have to ask. Yeah. But also like, if there's anything I've learned in my two and a half decades of existing, is that no one nothing is more clear than a guy who's into you so and i think the reason i was able to after two weeks of just chats and banter with my boyfriend the reason i was able to initiate this conversation is because he was absolutely fully clear about the fact that he was into me with his words with his actions there was just intentionality with the way that he moved so I wasn't out here left feeling confused, wondering if this guy's into me. I feel like half the time, if you're wondering if he's into you, it's because he's just not that into you. Yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. if he was, he'd be very... Co- wow. Men who are into you, are co- they <laughs> look bend over backwards. <laughs> A play. Do you know what's so funny? What I've noticed is that I mostly encounter like... um quite like not serious men but quite like match my alpha men you know in some mm. way even if you're not an extrovert you're just like i like things this way i do these things this way i whatever and so i noticed that i've been in experiences where i date these men who have such clear ideas about what they want and then will buckle 
after spending time with me. So it's like, oh, you know, like I don't text when I'm at work. Then why is it 11 a.m. when you're in my messages, you know? Or, yeah. you know, I don't like to X, Y, and Z. But all of a sudden you're like, you're floundering because you're so keen. Yeah. So, yes. Look, if you don't know if somebody's interested in you, and but also, also, we all don't approach things in the same way. Like I can imagine somebody wouldn't really know if I was completely interested in them if I didn't say it because I'm very verbal. I'll say, I like mm. you. I want to spend time with you. I want to see you. I miss you. I'm not like a, I'm not going to imply it with my body language or something. Yeah. So, you know what? That's, that's a problem. But in this instance, if we're going to generalize, in my experience with the men I've dated, they're quite simple. Like conversations yeah, are never as same. hard as you think they're going to be. You just need to have the conversation and sooner than later, because can you imagine being eight months into a situation being like, oh, I don't want to ask just this weekend because no, you have to know for your own sanity. You have to know. And so I agree with you sooner than later. In fact, do it right now. Do I need right everyone now. homework. <laughs> need you to pause this episode. <laughs> Text him right now and then screenshot the response and post yeah. it in the Facebook group and let's discuss. That's everyone's homework for today is to tell that human that you like that you like them. Oh, it's my favorite thing. You have to do it. And if you don't you do it, to. we're going to excommunicate you. We're going to You're getting be, we're gonna find you, honestly. We're going to submit your McDonald application ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. I'll go in as your next of kin, as your guardian, and I'll submit that application. (laughs) Fully. We almost need, like, a checklist. Like, what you need to consider before you even broach the topic of transitioning your casual-ish relationship to an exclusive one. These things, it's not about, like, oh, you know, don't use minor metrics of success. Let's use forward clarity. Have you expressed you like each other? Great. Have you expressed you enjoy spending time together? Do you miss each other? Do you know for a fact they want to be in a relationship generally? Do they know you want to be in a relationship? Have you expressed what it'd be like to date each other? Are you like, these are all things (laughs) that make it more clear whether or not you have the range to transition this relationship as opposed to benchmarks. Like we had sex or we hang out in the daytime. These are benchmarks. Don't mean people will waste your time for the rest of your (laughs) life. If you allow them. Share some of that responsibility. And generally, I find that if the person is on the same page as you, they're grateful that you've done some of the work for them and they'll meet you halfway. Absolutely. If you say you like someone and they like you back, they're not going to leave you hanging. It'll be like, haha, me too. Oh, I like you too. Ha ha. Like, this shit happens. It's elementary, but it's necessary. Yeah. Don't stress. I almost think that transitioning from the transitioning from what are we to like what are we like what we aren't to what we are is easier than the initial stages of dating someone on an, like you know wait how do i explain this i think going from a situationship to a relationship is easier than going from strangers to a situationship Ooh, do you think like so? not 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 like a we fuck occasionally like oh to yeah. a, we've been literal strangers and now we are like I engaging guess, yeah, in a relationship where we're both comfortable texting or calling each other whenever it's expected that we're hanging out with each other on the weekends. I feel like I'm entitled to your time. You feel like you're entitled to mine. That transition is way more turbulent than going from I feel that. a situation to, to a relationship. 
and that's why all that, that I agree. all that formidable stuff happens in the early stages. That's why you need to tell this person that you want to be in a relationship, you want to be doing this, you plan to be going here, you plan to travel, you, whatever. You know, this is look. Come on a date with me. I'll have done your birth chart, your Myers Briggs, your Enneagram. <laughs> I would have told you how compatible we are or aren't. I would have told you what my flaws are. I would have told you, like, look, because I'm preparing you for me. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. Fully, fully agree. We also had a question that was similar along these lines. Um, someone was asking us, how do you transition a friendship into a relationship? So this person says that she's been childhood friends with this guy. She's honestly developed feelings and she'd like to take the relationship to the next level. What does one do in that very interesting but very common situation? <laughs> I mean, I think you, you have a really good foundation to begin with. Like, Do you? Yeah, you have a really good friendship. You've known each other for years. Like, you're good to go if it's mutual. Well, what do you think? You're not convinced. Look. <laughs> when Flex says look, <laughs> you're all about to be sculpted. Everyone is about to be sculpted. It's like the narrative of, oh, girl is in love with her best friend. Girl should ask best friend out because obviously he's probably in love with her too and so on and so forth. I think that... We're talking generally, cis, yeah. like cis-hetero. I think that men do more work of mitigating pain than women do. A man Ooh, will lie to your face you constantly to avoid being the one who makes you sad, makes you cry, all that good shit. Men will screen a message to avoid conflict. Men will do X, Y, Z. So I can imagine that situation. You might be feeling things that are just a projection of what you're feeling because he hasn't managed your expectations. He's just trying to mitigate your pain. If it was the other way around, like if it was a man like pining over a woman, you would know whether that woman was keen or not. It would just be a done deal. Sis is used to rejecting and rejecting and nurturing at the same time. Men don't know how to do that shit. So I feel like it's trickier to, to manage that. I could imagine be like, what? We're just chill. Like, you and I are friends. And I personally know a, a few guys who've had to politely, you know, turn down their female friends because sis hasn't gotten that this isn't a thing. How oh, to wow. do it, though, if you want to do it? Hmm. You need to be ready to consider <laughs> your friendship done. Oh, I my really God. feel like if you were going to transition your friendship from a friendship to a relationship... It requires a certain amount of convincing and a certain amount of, um, like, je ne sais quoi to convince this person who, like, let's say I don't see you in the same way. You now have to justify why you've been hiding the secret, why you want to transition this relationship, convince them that they, they should transition and then be together. And if after all that they don't want to be together, you've already, so you've tainted the dynamic. Now they're going to be mindful around you. Now they're going to be tiptoeing. Now they don't oh want to invite God, you out anymore. Real. Now they don't want yeah. to tell you. I just feel like it's way trickier to, tra- to transition a friendship if you value said friendship. Yeah. Because some friendships I have, I'd be like, if you were single, I'd be on it. And yeah. others, I'm like, if you were single, I still wouldn't be on it because I actually want to be your friend for life. And I can't, I can't risk this not working out. So, mm. but... 
See, I mean, my so, mom always says, yeah. start as you intend to finish. So it is really tricky when you've started as a friendship with the intention to be friends and now you've caught feelings as opposed to starting with a friendship with the intention to be in a relationship and now you've caught feelings. That's two very different things. And I think the first is very hard to navigate. I mean, well, have you ever been in a situation where a, a guy friend of yours was into you and you weren't into them? Did, this, did the relationship, did the friendship survive? Mm, it's not, I've had a lot of situations. Uh, do you know what I've had? I've had situationships where you're, you sleep with someone and then you become friends and then you try and transition the friendship into a relationship but it can't do that because mm. your intention is whack. Granted, I've had... Do you know what? Maybe on two occasions I've had a friend express sexual interest, as men do, but not romantic interest. And I've just laughed it off. But it's been weird. Because now you have to be extra <laughs> mindful it. about yeah. how you navigate afterwards. Because in my head I was like, what? how was I behaving prior that made you think that we had a thing? Because it's never like FYI. It's more like confirmation of... I just want to confirm that. No, I don't feel what you're feeling, babes. That's on you. So, I don't know. You've got to be sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I... I feel like there's an emotional checklist that needs to be ticked off. Like, are you just projecting? Are you confusing a close friendship with a male as something romantic and not just, like, yeah. intimate? There's a difference. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally don't have any platonic male friendships. Like, yes, I have male friends, but none of them are platonic. And so I think as a woman, you just have to stay ready. <laughs> you have you just have to stay ready. I think any time that I think, honestly, I think like every time that I meet a guy and they're really cool and whatever it is, I just know what's about to happen. And then when it does, I'm ready and I deal with it. But I just think at this point, also, like I have an older brother and he he's the one who told me that men and women can't be friends and i was oh like what do you mean they can like, yeah you can but it's not platonic and i don't i'm not saying that because women are inherently sexual i just don't think in this society that is inherently libidinal i don't think your average guy has the range to conceptualize and internalize a woman outside of her sexuality like I, I feel like as do. soon as I think they I can think turn it we off. We have the yeah. I think we have the gift of compartmentalizing and knowing that like when that when when the light is red, you can't go, and when it's yeah, green, you can, and that right. changes. But can't you say that for some of the the female friendships you have? Like not e- yeah. you don't, it's not every day a girl is your type because you're queer or pants. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like there are ways you'd navigate some friendships where you know like this could happen but it's not going to. This could never happen and this will happen. But the difference with that female friendships, female to female friendships is that women haven't been socialized to consume women as pure sexual beings. Like what Freud said about the Madonna whore complex. This like women true. have been socialized to have more nuance in the way that we internalize and conceptualize each other. And so while yes, you can have a, a cis hetero male friend and that's all fine and dandy i just think the minute a guy lays eyes on a woman he immediately sizes you up in the context of sex and eroticism and he can choose depending on how developed he is 
he can choose whether to switch that on or off but it's never it's it's a switch it's not a constant then what does it matter if it's a switch or not at least i know that like i'm not at fear that every time i go for lunch with a male friend he's gonna fuck me (laughs) no it's (laughs) chill no he's not that but i'm just saying it it makes it non-platonic I had a really candid conversation with a male friend of mine where I asked him, do you consider yourself to be a good guy? Whatever that means to you, whatever that connotation is to you, do you think you are a good guy? And he said, I don't think any of us are good guys. What being a good guy is, is you're repressing your primitive and your instincts that you have towards women. Like, it is my natural instinct to see a woman and size her up sexually. But what a good guy does is not act on those instincts. And so what I'm saying is... But what about for the amount hmm. of men who just aren't attracted to their female friends? Like, it's very presumptuous to assume that every woman a man lays his eyes on is going to be attracted to him. Or are we no, saying I'm not that? saying... I'm not saying there needs to be an attraction, but I'm saying there's a sexual sizing up. Do you get yeah. what I mean? So well, you don't need yeah, to be attracted platonic, to someone to consume them sexually. Platonic means that it's intimate and affectionate, but not sexual. So it is a platonic relationship. If we haven't fucked and we're friends, that's platonic. It could be intimate. No, but he wants to, like, he's sexually interested in you. That's one-sided. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's one-sided. So from my end, it's platonic. <laughs> okay, well, for me, platonic is we're purely here for Are you Oxford? Outsiders. Are you Webster? <laughs> Do you make the dictionary? But we can't go off of what the dictionary says sexual energy, sexual attraction is. Like in reality, in everyday life, what does it mean to be friends with someone? What does, versus what does it mean to be sexually attracted to someone? I have the same relationships with my close male friends as I do my close female friends. I'm talking about getting my nut. I'm talking about my period. Like it's yes. all the same. So but whether or not it... It is the platonic-ish, platonic. If it doesn't affect the outcome of the relationship, it's fine. Back to the point, though, Bobo. How is she going yes. to transition this friendship into a relationship? How is she going to navigate it without blindsiding the mandem? And also not doing enough damage that she can go back to being friends, if possible. Can she do Yeah, that? honestly, I just think you have to take the risk. Like, if you feel that he's into you as much as you're into him... You have to risk it and like, because you don't, you can't live with like what ifs, you know, living with regrets is so much worse than having a friendship that ended because you were honest. I would rather be honest and have the friendship end than to live with the what ifs my entire life, especially if it's torturing her. We had another, live with the what if, babe. Enjoy yourself. But it's torturing her. It's going to eat her up. It's not torturing her. It's an option that she's considering, and now you've considered it, and here, here are the results. Yeah. Okay, I well, yeah, like, I would say it depends on I, how deep it is for you. Yeah, and I honestly feel like if how you feel is contingent on their answer, you're not ready to know. Like, if I was like, yeah. I don't care if he feels the same way, I have to tell him, then I'm going to tell him. If I'm like, what, only Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I, yeah, but I don't think this is what like, she's risk saying. Like, risk it. I feel like... She's kind of like, if I was going to maybe, like, consider it, like, how should I maybe going to want to do it? <laughs> oh, I and if see you're that, you if you're iffy about it, then don't if do you're it. you're on the fence. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> because, like, the outcome, if it's not in your favor, is, is going to be painful. If yeah. you know in your guts, in your loins, in your heart of hearts and clits of clits 
that this man is your man, then go take your man. So we had another question similar to that by Michaela. So Michaela says, how do you date your best friend? And I'm talking about he's my childhood friend and he had previously dated my other best friend who I'm not friends with anymore. This is, wow. How do I work? How does that work? And how do I go about that? Which bit madness? Like, are you concerned for dating your friend's ex or are you concerned for dating your best friend? I mean, it's both. Her, her friend's ex is her childhood best friend and she wants to date him now. So she wants to know, <laughs> will that so work? So you want us to justify your... <laughs> will that work? And if so, how do I go about it? This it is works. a mad Don't one. <laughs> go be free. Enjoy yourself. Look. You know what? I just think it's too complicated. Like if it's... Oh, well, she said she's not... She's no longer friends with this friend who used of to date not. her childhood. Of course not. <laughs> In which case, then, sis, you might as well. Yeah, look. Might as well go for it. Like we said in a couple episodes ago about performing wokeness, if you do not care, this back and forth between, like, should I, should I not? Like, is it bad? Let me know. Like, just do what you like and deal with the consequences afterwards. I Mm. could tell you right now, go date your childhood best friend. You had dibs to him first. You knew him longer. Your friend is new. You don't, like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Or I could say, you know, it's morally ambiguous and you shouldn't. It's not that deep. Go do it. I mean, we talked about this on Girl Code. I feel people aren't property. And so if how, yeah, if, if, yeah, look, I don't, these questions like this to me, (laughs) they feel elementary because regardless of what we say about it, you're quite set on what you want to do. You're just looking for validation. Yeah, facts. And I also think there's not enough context. It's, it's a very vague one. But I feel like it's vague for a reason. You know, there are no character limits in the DMs or in the messages. It's vague for a reason. It's saying, yeah. I want to do this thing that I personally find or feel people think is morally ambiguous. Can you please validate it? And if not... Yeah, because I want to do it. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't, I don't work for you like that. <laughs> I'm not on the payroll. I'm dead. It could be fun. Wow. Live your life. You know, live your life, enjoy it. And then the outcome, it's one of these things where I myself, yeah. I'm trying to get out of this space of hypothesizing too much before I act. Because you don't know what you don't know. And when you know, you know. Now, you're at this point where your options are go date this guy, don't date this guy. So which will you do? Both at, at one point, you know? Yeah. Because you could date him and then not date him. I don't know. This girl code shit is not something that I like. I have much time for. <laughs> Granted, I <laughs> I don't think this I is pers- a girl code question. But why would she say it's her friend's ex if it wasn't a girl code question? Oh, I think she's like, just giving like. Just I feel like context. if it was like a should I date my friend, it would have been like should I date my best friend from primary? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, childhood. no, that's real. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's my friend's ex, but we're not friends anymore. So is this like moral? Or, like, oh, it's like, okay. You know? Yeah. Well, I actually didn't even interpret it that way. But yeah. Yeah. In that case, I I agree with Flex. Like, you know what you want to do? Follow your heart. Oh, of course. And deal with the consequences. (laughs) 
Well, how would you work? Flex, okay. So Flex is going <laughs> to Flex is going to drag you and then I'll come and like give you a hug <laughs> after the scalping was done. I I honestly Flex is the one who gives me. you tough love. <laughs> and then this I give you a hug. This is not even a moral afterwards. conversation. It's one of those things where you need to act and then start living based on personal lived experience, not hypothesizing every possible reaction. At this point, we know, like, you don't even know if this person likes you back, so you might not even be able to date him. So <laughs> shoot your shot, express your interest. If he's keen, date, you break up, you move on. And the reason yeah, why girl code is not something I have very much time for is it's very contextual very circumstantial and you might even find sis is kind of like i broke up with him because he likes you be free enjoy yourself like there's all these things we don't know so just live live your life in the least condescending way possible because this is not this is like me just saying be action oriented (laughs) do the thing yeah because i think you you know what you want to do and that's fine so have we covered it we've covered it this is like episode three for me i always knew it was going to be the easiest one because i knew in my heart of hearts that this is the easy bit like how many like you can just like wake up in bed and be like oh my god i really like you like are you my boyfriend now yeah what do you think (laughs) of all the phases of relationships i feel like there's phase one there's meeting someone and then courting and there's phase two of like from courting to relationship and then phase three of longevity which do you think is the easiest and the hardest uh i think courting is the hardest (gasps) really yeah i do i think courting is the hardest only because you're torn between like performing expectations past experience your trauma their trauma your experience their experience your insecurities their insecurities is it too much context uh contact is it not enough contact did i mean that did i say how hard too much like that is a stage where you're constantly evaluating and critically evaluating yourself. It just gets exhausting mm. sometimes. And so much of like your investment into the relationship has been in your head. Like you'll be sitting here theorizing how to tell them that you like them and you want to spend time with them before you've even texted them in the last two days. And that to me yeah. just be a lot. And personally, I know that I invest so much time in that initial obsessive, like dog in heat stage. I'm like, oh my goodness, this person interests me. Like so rare, whatever. I find it very easy to get into that cyclical, repetitive state of, like, we're in a relationship, we do relationship things. Like, we hang out on Mondays, like, we're going to go this, blah, 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 blah. For me, that's easy to be boring in a relationship. Yeah, because it's just, like, before you know you've been in a repetitive cycle, you're like, oh, fuck, we have been doing that every single week. Oops. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Don't you find that? And that's how, like, relationship weight creeps up on you. Because you don't even realize that you've adopted unhealthy habits until you're six months in, you know, 15 kilos heavier. You haven't talked to your best friend in six weeks. You know, like these things just like creep up because it's just like a daze. But in the early stages, you're proactive and strategic and you have to be. Because one wrong move and someone's like, oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. Me, I'm not someone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What do you think? Do you disagree? I do, but I find it really interesting that you framed it that way. Um, It just goes to show how different love is, like romance is for each of us. Um, For me, the hardest part is like stage three, longevity. And the easiest part is stage one. Because I feel like 
I feel like even as you're getting to know someone and I don't know, like that, that, that honeymoon phase, I feel like all of the things that go wrong are sort of cushioned by the delusion of romance. That honeymoon phase, that butterfly phase where like you find all of his flaws cute. You know what I mean? And I also feel like there's, it's less risky. Like if you're in that phase and things don't work out, like it's cool, you can just move on to the next one. But once you're in it and you're just in it for the long run and now the honeymoon phase has waned off and you're seeing that person in their true light and you guys are both learning to live with each other, that's the shit. That's the shit that kills me. Then I think this episode, like this going from casual to relationship, that's like it's medium. It's like it's okay. Well, there we have it, guys. (laughs) We've, We've solved all your relationship woes somewhat we've sculpted you adequately so let us know your thoughts and stay tuned for the next few episodes of our dating series let us know your thoughts in the facebook group let's continue the conversation over there follow us on instagram give us a review because it helps us make more content and we'll catch you in the next episode bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.